Welcome to the Franchise Hounds podcast. I'm Greg Macchia, a certified franchise consultant. Thanks for joining me as I interview franchise industry pros to dissect, explore, and discover franchise ownership. Joining me today is Mike Grecki. Mike is a good friend and fellow franchise consultant. You may remember Mike from when he joined me back in the beginning for episode one of Franchise Hounds. Today, Mike and I discuss what makes someone a good candidate for franchise ownership. Mike and I had a lot of fun recording this, and we hope to make our conversations a regular feature on the show. I hope you enjoy today's discussion with Mike Grecki from Grecki Franchise Consulting. Mike, glad to have you on the show today to discuss uh, what makes someone a good franchise candidate. This episode will be a little bit different format for franchise hounds, you know, rather than um, me interviewing a guest, this will be more of a discussion between you and I. But I, uh, I know we both like to talk a lot, so we'll see how it goes, right? Yeah, for, for sure. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, sure thing. You know, you and I talk all the time and, and we laugh because these same topics come up. And, um, you know, we were finally like, hey, why don't, why don't we record an episode around some of these? We think it would really be uh, beneficial for people who are, you know, considering franchise ownership. So hopefully this is, you know, just two guys from New Jersey talking about franchising, you know, minus, minus the beers and the F-bombs, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So let, let's get to it. Back to uh, the topic at hand. What makes someone a, a good franchise candidate? What, what, do, you, what do you think is uh, an important criteria? Yeah. So the first thing that comes to my mind is really the mindset. And I say that meaning even though it is franchising and we'll talk about how franchising, you know, helps to mitigate your risk, but at the end of the day, you are starting your own business. So you're no longer in the corporate world. You're no longer reporting to someone. You're no longer getting a, a guaranteed salaried paycheck. So you, you do need to understand that you are taking on risk and you know, obviously your investment would vary depending on the type of business that you're going into, the type of industry you're going to operating in. But at the end of the day, there is always the potential that you could lose your investment. And I think that's so important for people who decide they want to own their own business. You do need to have the right mindset and understand that you uh, that there is the possibility of not being successful. Obviously, there's a lot of due diligence that goes into finding the right franchise. And certainly uh, the odds are in your favor that you're going to be successful when you choose the right franchise and you operate according to the guidelines that the franchisor has put out there and all the training and they're going to provide you all the support they're going to give you. But you just have to make sure, number one, uh, first and foremost, that you go in with the right mindset and understand that that is a possibility. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, just to, just to counter that, um, you know, I think, I think people are realizing, especially through this pandemic and everything else that um, the corporate life isn't guaranteed. Right. And just as easily as a business could fail, you know, they could get canned tomorrow from their job. And, and I, and I do think and hope that a lot more people are maybe going to have that mindset going forward uh, just having lived through through a pandemic and realizing, you know, what's important to them as far as a work life balance, 
you know, and is the, is the corporate dream really still there anymore? But um, so hopefully, hopefully we start to see that more. The, the piece I would like to talk about is, is taking the process seriously, taking the process of, of looking at potentially becoming an owner seriously, you know, approaching the selection and the discovery process with an open mind, you know, you know, looking to really explore and learn, right? You know, you and I have had experience with this when, um, you know, we'll start to work with a candidate and we'll have something particular in mind. You know, they, they, they want to open this type of franchise. And I feel like nine times out of 10, after, you know, working with us and going through the process, they realize that initial thing is may not be the best fit for them. And, uh, you know, they, they consider something else and end up moving forward with something else completely. So I think having taken the process seriously, having an open mind to, to learning, exploring other options, and really, you know, treating it like, like a job interview, respecting everyone's time, uh, showing up for scheduled calls and meetings when you're supposed to, being responsive, you know, all those things. You know, I, I remind candidates that, you know, franchises are awarded, right? The, the brand has to, from, from the first time they talk to you, they're evaluating you as a candidate and deciding whether you'd be a good fit to join their brand and their culture. So the candidate really needs to, to treat the process, you know, take it seriously and, and treat it like an interview. And I think, uh, I think, you know, your points are, are right on Greg. And I think the other thing is, and you and I talk about this all the time, I mean, we're working with brands, we're introducing our candidates to brands who do take the process seriously, meaning they're not just looking for someone who can write a check. They're looking for someone who's going to be the right fit in their in their system and is going to add value and, and be a good franchisee in a given market and add to the culture, right? So uh, to your point, it's very much a, a two-way process when you're going through and as a candidate trying to discover what's the right franchise, you you would want to ultimately end up with a franchisor who's interviewing you just as much as you're interviewing them. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and you and you yeah, you should appreciate that the franchisor is being very diligent in the process because they're they're essentially protecting the brand and protecting the value of the investment that you're considering buying into. You know, if, if you buy in and then they just start letting in anybody that that diminishes the value of the brand. So you should appreciate the, the seriousness of the process on both sides. So another another thing I think for a franchise candidate who who's serious about, you know, wanting to explore entrepreneurship through franchising is to really appreciate what franchising is. And what I mean by that is when you join a franchise, you're going to be required to follow a system. And there are a lot of things that go into saying follow a system, right? Uh, you know, you, but you have to be someone who's willing to appreciate what this, what the franchisor has done, what they've set up and how they're able to make their franchisees be successful and, and that's what you're buying into. So if you're someone, for instance, who is very entrepreneurial and has their own vision and likes to do things their your own way, then getting into franchising may not be the right thing for you. Also in franchising, I feel like you really need to have a, a willingness and an appreciation for wanting to be part of that system. 
uh, an ability and willingness to want to communicate productively with not only the franchisor, but with the other franchisees that are part of the system. Typically, when you start your new franchise, you're going to be seeking the advice and help of other franchisees in the system. So as you become successful and as you grow, people are that join the system are going to start looking to you for that same help and guidance. And you've got to be someone who's willing to want to give back, reciprocate with the support and help that you had received as, as you were getting started. So I, I think it's a, a good understanding of franchising and appreciation of what franchising is about is important in the process as well. Yeah. Yeah. I really agree. I mean, you know, we, we've, we've said it before and, and laughed about it, right. It, it's like a marriage, right? It, it's, it's got to work for both times. There's, there's roles and responsibility in the relationship and you've got to, um, you know, you've got to be willing, willing to embrace that. Um, and just to your point earlier, yeah, you know, I, I laugh all the time. It's, you said it, but why, why invest in a, you know, in a franchise, if you're going to question, you know, every decision um, that that corporate has made, right? What you're paying for is that expertise and knowledge, right? They've done this 200 times, um, so really, you know, are you are you willing and able to embrace that and and kind of trust the system and say, hey, they, they must know what they're doing. Right. That's what I'm really paying yes. for. Right. Because if not, you you just be better off going to try and figure out on your on your own. But yeah. And that and that all go, also goes back to the early point where we started out. We're talking about, you know, the risk you're taking. Right. So these are so buying into what the franchisor is doing and being excited and glad that you have a a proven process of, of to help guide you in, in running your business. I mean, that is why you get into franchising to help mitigate that, that risk of, of failing and promote the likelihood that you will be successful. One thing, one thing I want to mention, and, and it's always kind of the, the elephant in the room, right? When, when we're, when we're working with, with candidates and it's, can you afford to, to become a, a franchisee? Can you afford the investment or, or what can you afford? And this is a, a really important piece of the puzzle. Maybe maybe one of the most important pieces because in order for you to be successful, you know the business needs to be capitalized. And, and this doesn't mean you have to have the full investment, you know, sitting around in cash. You know, the the vast majority of you know folks we work with or new franchisees don't. It just means that you need to have you know probably one a, a good credit score some nest egg that you can, that you can access and, you know, good, good credit history that makes you a, a good candidate to borrow money. If, if that's the, uh, the, the way you want to go. And, um, you know, you and I probably have both had the, the, um, situations where, where someone is a, is a great candidate and checks a lot of boxes, except this one. And, um, you know, this one's one you can't really, you can't really get around. Right. So we, we say, Hey, like, let's, uh, you know, here, here's a plan and maybe in six or 12 months you can get there, but this is, you know, this is what you need to do in order to, to become, you know, not only just to become a franchisee, but probably to become a successful franchisee because, um, you know, that, that takes money. Yeah. And I think this is a, an area where we as consultants can really be of great value to candidates. You know, for instance, most brands, when they're flashing an advertisement about selling a franchise and encouraging people to want to inquire about it, they'll advertise what the franchise fee is. 
And as you and I know, those fees can typically range anywhere from like twenty-five to sixty thousand as a general range. But there's so much more typically to a business on what you need to invest in it. And we have the ability to know and understand what else is is needed and required. And you know, I think it's important that when you start a business that you absolutely make sure that you're not underfunded when you go into it. So you're right. You don't need to have everything uh, in a sitting there in cash, but you, whether it's, whether it's cash, whether it's a loan that you're going to get, whatever the combination is that you're going to utilize, you just need to make sure it's going to be enough to fund the business. And when I say that, so that you're willing you're not worried about investing in the areas you will need to invest in when you start your business, because those are going to be key to your success, right? You got to make sure that you're spending enough in advertising and promoting your business, that you're spending enough to hire the right people to run the business. So there's, there's different, there's a lot of different things that go into that, but having that comfort level that I've got enough money that I can get this business off the ground in the right way and increase my chances of being successful. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I will say, you know, that that brands, you know, they dis, they disclose this information in the in the FDD and, and have to say uh, you know, what what a the the range for a, a total investment. And I will say I find them to be, you know, very accurate. They they typically include the first few months of working capital. They're the last people that want you to spend every last penny, you know, to, to squeak by and get your doors open and then and then not have enough money to to run the business properly. So I so those ranges are are typically, you know, very, very accurate. Another key area I think to consider when you're looking at purchasing a franchise is to really do an honest assessment of what your skill set is, what your strengths and weaknesses are. And I say that because you know, in, in most most businesses, you're going to either have to be leading a team of employees or certainly having interaction with customers. And, you know, the degree to which you do those things or need to do those things obviously varies on the type of business that you're getting involved in, but, but they're really key components. So, you know, being a good people person, being comfortable with those, with leading a team, with, with interacting with customers uh, that, that's really important. And if that's not something that's that you are comfortable with, then you need to be smart enough to understand that you're going to have to hire the right people or individuals to help in those areas, because perhaps you have more of a strength behind the scenes that's more fi- financially oriented or operations oriented. And that's really not something you're comfortable with. That's fine, as long as you understand you're going to need to hire those those front-facing people who are dealing with the customers and and perhaps leading a team, uh, so I think that's that's real important. And I think one other sort of subset of all that, I think at the end is is really trying to uh, see yourself doing the work. So whatever business you're going to get into, you really need to see yourself doing the work. And and I think that all goes back to being having an honest assessment of who you are what you like to do, what you're good at. Uh, but I think that's very important in the, in the process. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. And I think, you know, a benefit of, of working with a franchise consultant, you know, like us is we probably 
you know, ask some difficult questions of people or maybe ask questions that, that, that they haven't thought of. And, um, you know, just based on our experience with, you know, knowing what different brands like or what the day to day is at a certain brand, we're able to help people kind of, uh, work through that and, and figure out, you know, whether this is, whether they would be a good fit based on their skill set and experience and whether, you know, they would like the role uh, that's required of, of running this particular business. And, you know, just, just to your point earlier, if, if they're not comfortable managing people, then that's, that's great to know. And, and there's a lot of opportunities that you and I represent that, you know, they could have no employees, right? So we can, we can kind of find, find something that's a good fit for them based on their skill set. One other thing I want to I want to touch on, and it's it sometimes comes up, and it, it sometimes comes up late in the process as as people are going down this process, and that's um, is your family supportive of this opportunity? You know, whether it's whether it's a spouse or um, you know other people in your family, are they are they supportive of of you? moving forward with this investment and, um, you know, taking on this risk, uh, to your point earlier, you know, there, there is some risk involved and, uh, particularly if that involves, you know, maybe, maybe one of the major breadwinners in the family, you know, leaving a, a regular paycheck and maybe, you know, even benefits, uh, do you, do you have support of everyone in your family to move forward with this? Um, because, uh, sometimes that pops up. And as I said, it pops up late in the process and uh, it can be a difficult one to to work through. And you certainly, um, you know, as as a new as a new franchise owner, you have enough going on uh, that you, you know, with the, with the new business that you truly do need support of you know family and loved ones and spouses and everything. Uh, you don't want to add that to the mix of you know new challenges in your life. So I think that's really important. Yeah, and I think. Everything you said makes a lot of sense, Greg. And I think maybe one thing I would add to that, when we're working with an individual, we, we know that there's often a spouse who's going to be involved. And, you know, the person that we're working with has told us that their, you know, that their husband or wife or partner is going to be involved with them. And it's, it's very helpful if that's the case, if they introduce them early into the process, both with us and with the franchisor. So when you get to the end and you're trying to make a decision of whether or not you want to move forward and purchase this franchise, done it together. And so you all have the same information, the same set of facts. You've heard the same stories and reviewed the same kind of information. It's just very helpful in the process. Um, so I, I always encourage uh, any of the people that I'm working with that if there is someone else who's uh, either going to be involved in the business or maybe they're not going to be involved in the business, but they're going to be involved in helping to decide if this is the right business, get them involved early in the, as early in the process as possible uh, really will make the, the decision-making a lot easier at the end. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, and I laugh cause I know the um, you know, the pushback, like, you know, they, they don't want me to do this. So I don't, I don't want to get them involved in the process early on, but, but, but trust me, like to your point, if you do, you know, if, if they go through this discovery process with you and can get questions answered and concerns addressed, you know, 
maybe that will change. But if you wait until the end, chances are, you know, it, it's not going to help. So yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the, the earlier, the better. So, um, well, did, did you have any more points? I, I think we covered most of them, right? Yeah, no, I, I think we've, we've covered them. And, you know, I think the great thing about what we do is we work with so many great franchisors who, who really do a terrific job of, of, creating a process so that someone who's interested in, in franchising really can get the information they need to decide if it is the right opportunity for them. And, you know, you and I are working with so many different brands across a lot of different industries. So there is a lot of great opportunity out there for folks to consider if being their entrepreneur, running their own business, getting into franchise is something they've ever considered I would encourage them to contact you or me and you know that we're we're more than willing to assist in any way we can. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and just to 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 follow up on your point, you know, uh, the the a second step in the process or you know, the next step in the process after, you know, working with Mike and I is we've come to the conclusion together that we think these brands uh, may be a good fit for you. And the next step is to have an intro call with these brands. And uh, you know, I I think uh, people should really embrace that step because um, I feel like you really—it's—it's it's a really good use of your time. You know, sometimes people say, "Oh, I want to do some more research before I have a call with the brand," but but nothing is a better use of your time than than getting on a thirty or forty-five or sixty-minute call with a representative of the brand and just getting a feel for how that brand operates. You'll you'll learn so much, and it'll be such a good use of your time. I really think that's an that's an important step. That if someone is you know interested in all, or their interest is peaked at all, that talking to that brand is a is a really good step in the process, and and a great use of everyone's time. And and to your point, trust me, the, these brands don't want to waste anyone's time, right? They, they want to decide. Um, you know, they're not going to want to have a second call. If, if they don't think you would be a good, a good fit. So they're not going to draw this process out. Um, you know, they're, they're very busy as well and, and want to be efficient with everyone's time. So um, I really do think that those intro calls are important. Yes, absolutely. It's a great learning opportunity. And oftentimes you kind of have a pretty good feel uh, after one call of whether or not this is something you want to continue to learn more or, or not. But either way, I think it's a it's a good learning experience and you won't be disappointed by at least have taking that time to have a, to have a call with a particular brand. Yeah. So, so in closing, I think, I think it would be important to say that, you know, this, this, despite the many benefits, uh, you know, being a franchisee may not work for everyone or it may not be a good fit. Right. And, and that's okay. Right. And it, and it, but it's important, you know, it's much better to find that out, uh, early in the process, you know, before moving forward with investment, you know, I think, I think it's okay if you realize that, Hey, for, for any of these, for any of these reasons, I might not be a good fit, but uh, it, it's certainly good to, to realize that early on. I agree. Well, thank you for inviting me onto the call. And it's always great to talk with you and look forward to uh, continuing to work together. Yeah. We'll have to do it again, Mike. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Franchise Hounds. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, 
or would like to work with me directly to explore franchise ownership opportunities, please reach out through the form on our website at FranchiseHounds.com.